0: Hey Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride Pride, the the Podcast
1: podcast.
0: featuring special guest actor Michael Judson Berry. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride.
2: Hi guys! Hi. Hola! Welcome back to another episode of Pride the podcast, brought to you by our special friends at Rehab Entertainment and DNR Studios. I'm Adam Andrew Rios.
3: I'm Darrell Anthony. And it's me,
0: Ashley. Beep, beep, beep. I'm back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you so are we, back. We are missing one now again. So Braden Bradley is out on. Um,
3: he's, he's on, on a on birthday. Location. He's literally he's on, on bra- location. Yeah.
2: No, no, PMIA again.
3: (laughs) Again. No, actually, we miss you like in person, but we're glad to hear your voice back on the podcast. How is it going in Texas?
0: Oh, yeah, it's been going really well. I mean, I'm just here with my family, you know, Spending time with my parents, um, seeing church folks, seeing friends. Oh, and-
3: church folks. I know you getting that. <laughs> Miss New
0: York. How's it going, Miss New York? What's
3: happening? Actually, I have this the thing. Time, every time. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> now, what it's like up there? Is people really crazy? I hate literally going home for that reason.
0: <laughs> I love it. Now it's, like, nostalgic. It's like,
1: thanks. it's <laughs> <Miss> New
0: York. <laughs> wow, it's been great. Everybody's been really loving and... You know, I've uh I did my mom's podcast. Mm. Um, that was last week. Um, my dad's birthday was last week, so I surprised him. Uh, oh, that's so
2: sweet. <laughs>
0: Happy birthday, my, Mr. My Mitchell. mom loves to do some surprises. Like she went into the door and then I came in afterwards and they have like a beeping alarm system. My dad was like, Who's that? And I just peeked my head around the corner and he, he, his first expression was upset mm-hmm. because he knew he'd been duped. He was yeah. like, what in the world are you doing here? And then he might have shed a tear or two. I don't know.
3: He didn't. But... Oh, he No, <laughs> they want you to out of their house ASAP. No, I'm actually really happy that you were able to go home and do that. I know that we haven't been able to see our families in like a year.
0: Because I've yeah, been pandemic. home since Christmas 2019.
3: Yeah, same, man. But...
0: Whoa. Yeah, it's been a while, it's so been a, it's, it's been, been nice. It's been a while. it's been a while (laughs) oh my god I've just been here we've been sitting here watching Netflix together going on walks that's good. Eating a lot.
3: Eating a lot, a lot. Um, a, lot and, a lot. And just to plug in for everyone, um, Ashley was a special guest, as she said, on her mother's podcast. That's Kitchen Island Tea. Please go yeah. check it out. Mm-hmm. It is wonderful. They are very motivational. And speaking, They're a friend of
2: the pod. And, and
3: nothing like us trash over here, but they are more <laughs> motivational than we are. Um, but that's really uh, good. I'm glad you got to spend time with them, and I can't wait for your mother to get here. And
0: yes, leave. my mom's going to come back with me, mm-hmm. and then, she, you know, we might have her on the podcast or whatever. Uh, wait, are you sure. going to get your
3: dad to come? Are, I know you I wanted
0: I told my dad, I was like, dad, are you going to come up? And he was just like, well, you know, my dad works a lot. Yeah. And um, unfortunately... Because of COVID and stuff, he's mm-hmm. had to do, like, a lot of funerals. Actually, not even because of COVID, but we have a lot of older church members, so he's just been, like, extra busy. Oh, but no. my dad was like, I would rather come. He wants to go to the um, U.S. Open.
2: Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. May, uh, Yeah. When is that? It's in August.
0: <laughs> in, in August. So um... my dad wants to come up in August. Oh, for my birthday?
2: That's so nice, Mr. Mitchell. Oh,
3: God. Right. Thank God yeah. Brayden's not here today. Brayden would flip. His lid. Um, <laughs> I actually am gonna see if there can be like some some tickets and stuff because I think that'll be fun. And I know Adam was talking the other day that he wants to go to the WNBA game that's going to be in Connecticut. I believe yeah. it is. So I would love to do that too. We should just go do things. Like I, I promise myself that with everything that happened with the pandemic, that I would not say no this year. Like I wanna say yes as much as possible and as much as my pockets will allow, which is very small, but I'll do what I can.
0: Yes, man.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much anything. Anything I'm gonna say yes to Me too. Yeah. What's in reason, obviously? Right. If I got the money.
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, we have the vaccines right now. Everyone's good. Obviously, we do know that they've came out talking about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, yeah, which I think
2: was overhyped and overblown and sensationalized by the media. I know I sound like a right winger right now, but in literally seven people out of the what, seven million I thought it was six. Six it people. Was, yeah. It was
0: I thought it was eight. Oh hell,
2: six, seven, eight.
0: <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but out of it was like point zero zero like eight percent or whatever mm-hmm. of the people. I think developed. it was but, even lower than that. Yeah, it was like yeah. a ridiculous number. But we're and we're gonna put that on halt. But guns and whatever are taking people at a astronomical I, rate
0: okay. every day. Pause, pause on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so going back to the Johnson and Johnson, I was watching like a TikTok of this girl and she was just like, literally more people die from heart disease then mm-hmm. this like f- these blood clots and it's just like so do we need to wrap the vaccine and bacon and peanut butter like your labradoodles because when it comes to that y'all have no problem stuffing mcdonald's and stuff all down your throat but you won't take a vaccine because 0.0001 percent of people will get blood clots but it's like also if you catch covid you will probably get blood clots and die
1: mm-hmm. no
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's-, it's-, it's
0: ridiculous <laughs> Like, when you put it in perspective like that, and it's, like, you, I was watching Trevor Noah, and he was, like, you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than yeah. getting blood clots from the vaccine. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's horrible, but, like, and they, they need to take a second look. Obviously, we don't want anybody to have any symptoms, but, right. like, it is what it is. Like, you, we need to be vaccinated. Right. It yeah.
2: was just the way that, like, they went about it, I think, and the way it was just, like,
1: yeah. <gasps>
2: this is going to cause you to get blood clots. Everybody like stop taking it, this and that, like it, be careful what you get. And it was just like, all right, cool. Well, all was, right. But that, I feel like that's any side effects with like anything that you're going to take. I'm sure that like Pfizer and Moderna have all kinds of side
3: effects that any you know.
0: medicine that you take ever anything. Is yeah. gonna have side mm-hmm. If you take, motrin without eating you're probably going to maybe feel nauseous mm-hmm. yeah i'm pretty sure
3: one of the side effects of pfizer is my hairline is going further back so i think oh, that, it's that's um, just uh, g-e-n-e-t-i-c-s <laughs> i think that might be i don't know um no, but, no one heard what i said uh, no i did hear no. you thank you megan i said trainer. it's just
2: g-e-n-e-t-i-c-s
3: yes we'll make sure we get that um sound in there no actually i agree right. with you though about um Th- th- all of that and adamant as well with the media i mean it was the right wing because you used the term right wing earlier it was fox news taking something because again no one wants to talk about what's going on in america right now with the guns and the shootings and and all the lies being lost so they like to flip the narrative and say well they're trying to take all of us out with johnson johnson because it's been proven that People who don't necessarily believe in a pandemic, which unfortunately are a lot of like right wing people, and also there are some people in the African American community, which we've discussed before, but they're taking the Johnson and Johnson shot as a way. And I know Braden, you know, he took it as well, but he's not one of these people, obviously. But those people in the right wing are taking it as a, well, I only want one shot because I don't believe it's real, anyways. They're like one and done, and I don't think that's the case. I don't feel like I think Johnson and Johnson. Is fine. I I think that it's pre-existing conditions. To be honest with you, I don't I don't think it's people's bodies
0: will always react differently. Just the same as some people might react bad to penicillin. Doesn't yeah. that mean penicillin's bad. Like I know
3: a guy
2: okay. who took the Johnson and Johnson like a week ago, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I took the vaccine. I'm all good." And then like three minutes later, his next story was like, "Just had a three minute long seizure in like the holding area." fell scraped my whole face up uh, like he had oh to go no. to the he would had to go to the er like you know get some test run everything was fine he was fine or whatever but it was just like his way of react his body reacting to that vaccine and it's mm. like you know that's just one clear case like we and like when we were doing ours actually i was like oh my god god forbid like out we would be the one
0: uh, uh yeah. So like sure.
2: <gasps> like freak out, fall out, pass out, pee on the floor like Not pee on. A,
3: well,
0: not pee I, on the floor. I, so I'm right.
2: grateful that like we didn't have any like crazy side effects. But a lot of it, like it though but, Adam
3: is from people being slight hypochondriacs and I don't want to downplay anyone getting sick from it. That's not what I'm trying to do. So everyone out there save your tweets. I don't want it. I'm like whoop it save your save your tweets. Yeah don't don't come for me don't tweet at me don't do it but i will say that i do think with even when you get sick if someone says like oh if you get this flu this year this flu takes you out you get a flu you're like i'm dying i ain't going to make it i do think that there is a slight bit of hypochondriacs but that again is not to take away from people who do have preexisting conditions and people who do get sick from vaccine the shots and listen some people listen i got sick from my flu vaccine shot that i got years ago like i was i thought i was it was the end of the world but it didn't really happen with me with this shot. So it just really kind of depends, I guess.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, like I said, it was just how his body reacted. Like Braden had no side effects. Like he was
0: fine.
3: I think alcohol easy helped easy. Braden. Probably. Oh, mm-hmm. He but.
0: definitely went to get his uh vaccine lit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he left. His appointment the house. was
2: at like one AM.
0: <gasps> My first one, I was getting nervous because I have a, a slight phobia of like needles yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. Like they make me nervous. So like I was just like, Oh my god, a needle, my throat started closing up door. I was like, Here, take a shot. And I was like, I don't know if this is gonna hinder or help, but I'll take it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you did. You were like, Hey, you like you were pacing it. I said, Ashley? You said Oh, yeah, I'm nah. getting nervous. You, you said, No, nah, I'm fine. I'm just like I just I don't you know I don't like needles and I'm just I said you started like stuttering over your words it's like, you know what? Take a <laughs> shot and you were like you were against you were like, nah, nah, I'm good. I don't know. I said Ashley take the shot you said
0: okay. okay here I go it's peer pressure is a mother
3: peer, peer pressure is and also I'm not the best help of it because I make mm-hmm. all of you guys do things you don't want to do um, I am valid mm-hmm. but you know to talk about something a little, little sad um, I was going to
2: say yeah transitioning off of and I kind of brought it up a little earlier ago we are having a huge rise in mm-hmm. gun violence again America no. is healing I guess there was
0: a shooting yesterday at the San Antonio airport what
3: yeah. and my, of course i mean we didn't hear about that one but my, it's just like, right
0: because no only the shooter died
3: mm, my but, granny um, said there was one yesterday in palestine too
0: um mm-hmm. a white boy was shot down by the cops yeah it's i'm just like so this is this is what we're doing now like it it's been 147 mass shootings since 2021 started that is disgusting and embarrassing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what are we doing? Like I don't, I don't understand. And it's just like nothing is being done except like, oh man, this is tragic. Thoughts and, and prayers.
2: Thoughts and prayers. That's all we got, and a band aid. No,
0: that can only go so far. There has to be actions. You can pray all you want to, but that you have to actually do something in order to make change and nothing is being done i don't get it like we it wasn't always like this in america
2: i might have been we just weren't aware of it or it wasn't as like um publicized as it is now because it's literally abc breaks the news like this last night i I, uh the shooting in indianapolis at the fedex uh Mm -hmm. the fedex location or whatever eight people died plus multiple injured it's just like and then the, the like earlier in the day, it was about um, what was that At, kid's name? Adam Toledo. Adam Toledo, who was shot in Chicago, and thirteen-year-old like
1: I with hands up. His
2: I hands can't. was up,
3: and the videos is triggering. And I saw a friend the other day who posted, "Don't share." Listen.
2: Yeah, I've Black people have a lot of, a lot of trauma. Them.
3: I'm going to I'm gonna be really real with y'all. Black people have a lot of trauma. I do not want to see the video. I do not need you sharing the video. I don't need you saying like, oh my God, this is crazy. This has been happening to us. And black people are tired of reliving trauma. I have not been okay, honestly, since George Floyd. But shootings have always kind of like taken me aback. I remember uh, the shooting in South Carolina at the church. I just... You know, growing up, you know, actually as well. You know, we we grew up very close in the church, and you know, I I I was just shocked that someone you know church was a safe sanctuary, and I was shocked that someone came into the house of the Lord. He prayed with them. He you know right. they they asked him to you know reveal you know come to the altar. You know all the things that I did when I was in church and now i know why that when i was growing up in the church we had like two white ladies i remember it was was white lady and her sister who came once and then the white lady came back with her husband and i remember everyone in the church kind of looking at them very weirdly and now i understand that i i personally think that black and white people should be able to congregate in church because it's the lord and we're supposed to that's the house of love but it's just not that way and i I honestly don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm I'm out of answers at this point.
2: Yeah, I feel helpless. I feel like that nothing's going to nothing's going to be done. Like it's just no. this is just life for some reason. And we're
3: in a war. I mean because listen there was a police officer. Obviously there's a police officer who was killed at the Capitol um in the insurrection that happened on January 6th. There also was another police officer killed most recently um that kind of like put people in like a bad place. And so for me, I'm just like you know those lives didn't need to be lost either but there's clearly a war breaking out and now everybody's kind of like let's get this going but president joe biden is putting in some new gun reform that is um I'm not really sure exactly what happened but I know it's like particular gun laws that he's trying to put in place to like soften the blow but we need to do something we do need to do something more we have
1: to
2: yeah but like yeah. I was saying about the whole Johnson and Johnson and like uh, comparing that, it was like, you know, six, seven, eight people got sick off of one thing, and they're it's gone, boom, off the market, we're not going to do it right now, like, we're going to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Millions of people have died at the hands of gun violence. Yeah. With Wisp- crickets, like... Yeah. I wish, we had, I wish like, we had cricket-like sounds. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, like, it just bugs that, like, Republicans care more about their interests and their money and how corporations are, you know how they're affected than they do actual people it's just like yeah
0: like a lot of people on that side just don't care about other people right
2: like if you're gonna affect yeah period
0: In, in any capacity whether it be health whether it be money whether it be rights they just don't care if it's not money if it's not about money or power they don't care
3: yeah they don't care I mean, they do think that, honestly, that we are a bunch of snowflakes that overreact to everything. Um, and they're just like, just get a gun. I mean, a lot of it stems back to gender, right, and and sexuality, because a lot of it is they feel that men has been demasculated. They feel like women have been put on this pedestal. And honestly, it's racist white men who cannot move past their oh it's okay if my wife is a lawyer and she also brings in money and I'm a carpenter or I'm a, you know, I work on the railroad, whatever. They can't get on board with that. And so I think a lot of the issues stem from that. Um, You know, obviously this week we've heard about um, Colton Underwood coming out, who was a contestant on The Bachelor. Um, And it's caused quite a controversy amongst everyone on how they feel about it, whether it's the LGBTQ community or even uh, the straight community. And I think that that's um, very interesting.
0: I, I don't want to take away from anybody's like journey and coming mm. out, you know, it's like in that sense, good for him, that he can finally live his truth. But all of this stuff about like the stalking and then like being on the reality TV, it just kind of, it just kind of makes it a little less genuine. And yeah. it's just like, come out. Very sensationalized. America, and it's just like, it's, it's, it, it's like a catch 22. And it's just like, in, in some ways him coming out is going to help somebody.
1: Mm -hmm, It it
0: is. And so that, and helping somebody is important. So that's good. But on the other hand, it's just like, now he's getting a a reality show a spinoff on Netflix Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, he stalked this girl and she had to have a strain restraining order. And all of that just goes away. And now he's going to be praised for being so brave. And it's just like, Meanwhile, little Nas X comes out and he's received nothing but hate. I mean, he received love from the LGBT community, but like, you know, now they're taking his song away. Mm-hmm. Montero, it's not going to be streaming anymore. Like, yeah. So it's just like, so what are we actually like praising here and rewarding? And like, how are we actually White navigating? Why
2: mediocrity? This? That's what we're talking oh, about. Adam,
0: it. You said it. Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of all that. I'm so tired of a rewarding white men for doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Like he ain't doing nothing, he ain't nobody.
3: Yeah. I mean, and it's like
2: it makes me mad that we're rewarding him for for like coming out. That's great. Congratulations. Congratulations. Like that's amazing. Good for you. However, you're still a stalker and you still put a tracking device on your ex-girlfriend's Car like being gay doesn't alleviate you from any
3: crime you've done. Exactly, like (laughs) Like, you're
2: you're not free from repercussions. Like you still need to you still need to answer for all this shitty shit that you did. Well,
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's even worse (sighs) because I mean, he, in the interview, in his own words, he came out and he stated. I, you know, have known that I was gay since I was in high school. So, in my mind, you deceived people. You went on a national reality show with 26 women and got them to fall in love with you. Because regardless that it's a reality show, those women sign up to, like, see what's up. You're kissing you. Y'all are having sexual interaction. Like, th- there's things going on in that house. So while you were You
0: virgin. You, you, you put mm-hmm. a... Yeah.
3: While you were a virgin and you... I remember on The View when Sonny Hostin, when he they were talking about it on The View about him being a virgin, and Sonny was like, mm. and I remember being like, oh, that's messed up. Like, they're basically trying to say this boy is gay. But like, nah. they were just like, I think it's kind of messy that he was he's on this reality show and you got these women crying and begging for a future with him. And like, he knew that there was never going to be a future. So what he did was, listen. I know gay men like him. I know the struggles of coming out. I mean, I came out singing and dancing and tap tap dancing, but I do know <laughs> other gay men who, you know, they struggle a little bit. And he just went to the extreme. He just said, "I'm gonna stalk. I'm gonna do this," and you know that's not okay. And it's not something that we that we want or, or appreciate.
2: Like I don't want to be represented by like, like he doesn't represent me. No, he does not. No.
3: Like, not. But Adam, we were talking yesterday. We were watching, um, what is it, Rob on on Instagram, the boy? Rob Anderson. Rob Anderson. And I said, Adam, why are we giving him props? And he said, because he's cute. I said, yeah. Well, but I like,
2: I think he's funny too. Like, I, I like the content he puts out, and I think it's very smart. But we've also known it. that he's but been he problematic. Also, he, I guess in the past, I I, I really don't know for sh- Like, I just. I do. I only know just based off what people have said on Twitter and stuff. I've never seen or experienced anything like that. So, I don't know. But for him, like the way, the only reason why I like follow him still is because I think his stuff is smart. It's funny. He does comment on like white mediocrity and like he does comment on things that like, are i think well, that's why he are, comments, are topical in within the gay community but that's why he comments
3: yeah. on it though because he was called out because he there you go. along because he so was he growth. was somebody and it's just like well i mean growth shouldn't have to come from calling out people can read a book and and, and learn a few things sure and,
2: yeah but i mean like also we can't you know people are you, you learn new information and you grow from that you know
0: mm-hmm
3: still white mediocrity oh 100 but- yeah 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 i
0: just think white men in general white people in general but white men especially they need to step it up yeah they have to there's just not really that much room for ignorance nope and like not anymore yeah everybody has a smartphone you basically have a computer with a world of information in the palm of your hands if you care about others That's all you have to do is learn, pick up a book, open up Google, go on social media and you can learn how to be a respectful and good person. And there's just like very little room for like ignorance nowadays. So it's just like, step it up.
3: Yeah, and listen, everyone puts like, out good content online. Like, we, we, I, I think that there's a lot of funny comedians out there. And honestly, when we get back, we're going to talk to one of the best. Michael Judson-Berry is joining us, guys, and his Catherine O'Hara is amazing. We'll be right back.
1: Bye. We are so
3: happy to have with us today actor Michael Berry. Michael, hi. Hi.
1: Hello.
3: <laughs> Ooh,
4: I like the BBB. I haven't gotten that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, that's how we do. We make sure we give the best welcomes here at Pride the Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
4: Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. I'm I'm home with my family right now. My dad just retired, so I'm home helping my parents do renovations on their house. Aww. I'm learning how to use a drill and to put up plaster walls. It's very exciting.
0: Yes, butch queen. Uh-huh, she's a butch
4: queen.
3: <laughs> yeah, Hend yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> me that drill, no. bro. Wait, don't don't
4: drop your voice now. Well, congratulations no.
2: to your dad, though, for his retirement. I know, right? That's exciting. Where is
0: home?
4: Uh Syracuse, New York. Oh, upstate, oh wow. The, okay, upstate. Loud. Yep.
2: Very lovely. I've never been that oh. far up.
4: That's amazing. I have have an aunt there. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh nice. Yeah. You know, it's a nice little town. SU is lovely. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. (laughs) We have the mall. (laughs) The mall's great.
3: (laughs) So there's you're saying there's not much of the town.
4: (laughs) No, there actually (laughs) is. It's just it's gotten so much nicer since I left. Like, when I was a kid, there wasn't much to do. And then probably in the last 10 years, whenever I come home, I'm like, oh, wait, downtown's really cute. Why wasn't this nice when I lived here? That's now it's, awesome. like, a lovely town.
2: Yeah, that's how <laughs> yeah. I feel when I, every, time, every time I go home to Lubbock, Texas. It was then. I was like, I need to get the hell out of here. And then when I go back, it's always like, oh, that's new. This new restaurant's new. Oh, there's, like, a, mm-hmm. golf, a new golf yeah. course. Like, okay.
4: Well, and even over quarantine, I think a lot of people have done kind of what I did, where I've been home a lot over mm-hmm. the last year. Because, you know... I can film from anywhere and it's, I think loads of people have moved back. Because yeah. even like in yeah. the last six months, there's like two apartment buildings went up. I was like,
1: what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you
3: got to be careful of those sometime people moving back because I'd be trying to hide, put on glasses, don't look at me, don't talk to me. We didn't talk in high school. I can't be doing it. Um, we were talking actually, Michael, <laughs> in the green room about being back in your childhood bedroom yes. after all this time. So how is that? Do you do you feel like you like went back into this childlike position or did you do you love it? How do you feel about it?
1: Um,
4: I mean it's been really nice being home, but yes, I definitely feel <laughs> like I've reverted to like eight-year-old me often when I'm like, <laughs> things like both my parents home. I'm like, why aren't there more snacks here? And like back sleeping on my childhood little like twin bed, which is just, I literally like have rolled out of it now multiple times because I'm used to a <laughs> bed now. Um but it's so nostalgic. Like, I'm looking at my desk right now. My old teddy bear cubby is right in front of me that I slept with, you know, all through, you know, all growing up. And You're mean. I,
3: I brought my doll. It scares everyone in my house. But I brought my doll that I grew up with um, to New York <laughs> with me. And it's still on my couch. But obviously when I have a guy over, I have to hide it. But I, I oh. still have him. And I think it's really special. So I love that, Michael.
4: Yeah, there are certain toys. Because my mom is a real, like, when in doubt, throw it out type of person. Yeah. And so, like, I know there have been times when I, you know, have come home for a long stretch and she'll go through mine and my sister's rooms and just sort of throw out garbage bags of stuff. But she's (laughs) kept this one. Like, this toy is special. Moms have no bounds. Moms will throw away anything.
0: Listen, my mom he, loves throwing stuff out. She loves yeah. it. And, <laughs> it's with
3: joy. And Ashley was saying, too, is like, you leave things on the floor for two seconds and your parents overreact and are like, I'm throwing everything away. And they don't just uh, throw that
4: one thing away. They throw the whole house and you're like, yeah. all you have to do was ask me to pick it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's right. hilarious is my dad is the opposite. He hates throwing things out. So my mom will throw a lot me of too. things out. And then at like two o'clock in the morning, he'll sneak out and salvage things and then like hide them in the garage. <laughs> and she'll like look through. She's like, I thought I threw this out like two years ago. and he's like, no, <laughs>
0: that's
4: my dad as well. Yeah, mom It's
0: so it funny. Makes,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> I
3: love that. I love it. So listen, we want to get down to, you know, these past 14, 15 months at this point, I don't even know what it is, um, <laughs> has been pretty crazy in terms of the pandemic. So obviously you've been back home and been able to visit your family. But how has the pandemic like affected your work life and what you do? And tell everyone what it is that you do so they can know a little bit more about you.
4: Well, these days, I've, like, accidentally become a social media personality, I guess you could say. This is how cool I am that I don't even know what the real title would be. It feels weird to say influencer. So, yeah, I'm an actor. And before lockdown, I primarily did theater. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing to do. And I've done lots of improv. And when we first went into lockdown, I started this little... Instagram series, I guess you could say, called Quaranty Time. Mm-hmm. And I put on Instagram and TikTok where I do a parody of Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. Um, just because right <laughs> before little. lockdown, in an improv jam, I I did her accent. I did Moira Rose as, as if she was the manager of a Sephora. <laughs> it was like, you realize that that is not your color. Um, you need to remember to blend all the way down your lap. Um And people said it was funny. And and all my comedy friends were creating podcasts and web series and being doing all this amazing stuff. And, and I was like, well, my roommate had a beat-up old wig at the bottom of his closet. So I like, popped it <laughs> in my head and improvised a thing. And it just kind of, as she says on the show, I think she's like, it's an avalanche rolling down hell pecking up body, like something oh, like that. Oh, my um, wow. Yeah, it, it sort of accidentally took off. And so a couple times a week, yeah, now I have up to 30, I think 35 different wigs. And I get dressed up and each time is a new topic. And it's just sort of Moira giving her very, very specific perspective on life in quarantine. Um, I love that. And it started out as just her. And now I do the whole family as well as like 20 other impressions that like Dolly Parton and Moira had tea the other day. Oh, like,
1: no. or she,
4: I had her and, Henry, her and Patrick Stewart doing Shakespeare together. You but.
3: have to do Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I have to hear Patrick. Well, uh, oh dear.
4: um, it was. Oh, I usually have to listen to it first. <laughs> it, it was like Ramora, well, uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a very bad impression. I promised when I did the video, it was much
3: better. I um, love now, it. I, I, that that better, right at
2: the end. It's the better. Yeah. I love it. I'm so obsessed because I'm now. I'm uh, re- recently. I'm currently watching the show right now. I'm up, up to season four. And so when I was uh-huh. doing research on you and I was like, wait a minute. Oh my <laughs> god, this is perfect. This is great. I'm obsessed. <laughs> and you do you. it so well.
4: Thank you. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's even like here yesterday, I or two days ago, I did one where Moira, we're you know, like I said, doing home renovations and uh, we were painting my mom's bathroom, and I was like, "How funny would this be?" So I did Moira and Alexis, but they were doing—they were painting, and neither of them knew what priming went meant. And meanwhile, my mom hired her friend's uh, daughter to come and clean the house, and so this poor girl is like walking around cleaning while I'm like running in and out of the bathroom in wigs and dresses. And they're by myself, being like, "Well, how, how do you prime walls? You just prime the walls." Like, <laughs> That's a really good
1: Alexis uh, as
3: well. Uh, Listen, uh, I think if they do any type of David. reboot. Are you day bad? if they do good any Go Bad.
4: Go bad.
1: If if COVID.
3: They, uh, ill covid for sure i mean if yeah. they did any kind of reboot you definitely should be on it which i listen the show was so successful i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they tried to do a movie or something very soon oh
4: i love it i think just cast me as her like creepy stalker from sunrise bay who just follows yes. yeah mm-hmm. that would be <laughs> I great like, but Laura, <laughs> that, i love you that would be great
2: yeah <laughs> put it into the atmosphere let's manifest it yeah right. like, let's put that
3: yeah. out there you know so, you know, you were talking about doing your impressions um, from Schitt's Creek. So how was it getting, like, basically approval from the queen herself, Catherine O'Hara? Like, how did that oh. make you feel? And, like, what did that do
4: to you? That that was incredible. That was right about the time where I was like, I'm either going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> or... You <laughs> have to hear from somebody. Yeah, she was... When she was... um Doing an interview before the Emmys, the the man interviewing her just asked her about her accent. And, you know, he was like, how does it feel to have created such an iconic voice that people such as this guy, Michael, imitate you? And she was like, oh, him, he's really good. His writing is really good. I And then she quoted me, um, which was insane because um, I've been a fan of hers since well before Shit's Creek. I think she's brilliant. But, you know, from all the Christopher Guest movies and Home Alone and SCTV,
1: mm-hmm.
4: um, I've loved her forever. So, like, I always say, it's, it's as if, like, Einstein came down and was like, you know, you're really good at math. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, she's, I think, one of the greatest comedic actors of all time. So to have her give her stamp of approval of me parodying her was, I literally almost walked into traffic. Like, I nearly died. I saw. I got the text while I was walking down the street and almost walked in front of a truck. I was like, "Well, no, at least everywhere. I would die really, really happy." But right. luckily, I, I didn't drop <laughs> my phone or get hit by a truck, so it was a very successful. Day.
2: It's a win-win-all-around. From what yeah. I can yeah. love to hear it.
1: Well, I have
2: a question because, <laughs> um, as you know, you know, COVID has really just shut down everything, and you are an actor, so obviously, live theater right now is kind of, you know, moot. yeah. But what advice do you have for our listeners out there who are suffering from imposter syndrome?
4: Oh, oh, imposter syndrome. Mm. So <laughs> I am, like I said, I'm such an old man. Um, I don't know about current things. And I had to, someone actually did an interview with me specifically to talk about how to combat imposter syndrome. And they had to explain to me what imposter syndrome was. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then after they did, I was like, oh, my God, I'm the poster child for that. (laughs) With Exhibit A. Um, The fact that I don't even know what it is. And yeah. Um, So I I definitely feel all the time just because like I someone had to actually get on FaceTime and walk me through how to use Twitter. Mm. And yet, inexplicably, I've become a TikToker, Instagrammer, Twitter personality Um, and how I've sort of dealt with it Um, because I feel kind of guilty because I know people who are working really hard to try and break into it right and um, for me it's just actually just staying true to myself it's like I've never really chased hashtags or trends I've always sort of done my thing you know even though this is a parody of characters that have been created by other people or celebrity impressions Mm -hmm. for the most part all the scripts that I write are my own and a lot of them reflect how I'm feeling in that moment a lot of them are kind of autobiographical and that's been sort of a therapeutic thing for me over the course of quarantine and um so that's how I've sort of dealt with it it's like no 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 this is my these all are from my perspective this is my voice and this is how I genuinely feel and if it gets 10 views or 10 million views then amazing Mm -hmm. but um I think that's sort of how I dealt with it it's like no what I'm doing is very honest yeah Um, and I can feel proud of that you know
2: then That's yeah. great, because I know a few times when we were at, like, the Daytime Emmys or, you know, any any kind of, like, big cool. event that we go to. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Oh, I what, still what, say, like, why am
0: I here? All the time, right? all the time. Recently, but, just being home right now, I was talking to, like, my mom's friends and stuff, and they're like, Ashley, tell us what you're doing. And I was like... I don't know, I'm not really nothing going on right now, and Mom's like, "Are you kidding me? Like, you're literally just finished doing a docu series for HBO. You're doing the podcast. You did this, this, this." I was just like, yeah. "I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. it's hard to believe, like, that you're you you're being successful. It yeah. sometimes it just doesn't feel that way. And you feel like you don't deserve it, but we absolutely do, and we should celebrate ourselves. You know? Yeah,
4: which is sometimes harder than it seems to be like, wait, no, no, yeah. no, I just did something really cool. Go me." Um, yeah, where exactly. she's like, "Huzzah!" Um, <laughs>
3: it's really difficult, and I think that a lot of times when we focus on that, like I've I've had some moments in the past few days. Everybody knows on this call because I've been messaging and calling. It's like where you're in your head, and you're just like, "Am I doing what I need to do in order to be successful? Am I doing enough? Did I take full advantage of this pandemic? I mean, you know, I still say that the year was shut down." For a reason. And it's kinda like I don't I don't know if we all took the best advantage of it. I think we all did the best we could and we tried to put
4: positivity in the world that was dark. Mm-hmm. And so I think we did the best we could. Yeah. yeah. Like I know when I first started with this, when my, when I first started and it was like, this went from an inside joke with my friends to something that other people were watching, my mom called me and she was like, Michael, please just make every video positive. Like that's what we all need right now. And so that's what each one also, I try and find sort of like the silver lining to whatever the theme of it is. Cause you're right. I, I don't know. And taking advantage of corn, I think if you came out of this with your health and your sanity, you did it well yeah yeah amen yeah we made it
2: through the other side thank god
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
4: you know because i have so many friends who are creatives you know writers actors whatever and some you know did that they wrote four scripts and Mm -hmm. the great american novel and two screenplays and met meryl (laughs) streep and then you know some people (laughs) literally just binged new girl and Grey's anatomy and caught up on sleep and i think both are equally successful i thank you so much that's what i I I hear hear. that
0: (laughs)
2: i have a question um so like you know how like gray's anatomy or like general hospital for example they're both like hospital shows or dramas Mm -hmm. do you think that like they should have incorporated like covid or leave it out because i know a lot of people are like i don't want to see that on tv like i lived it already like i don't want to have to rehash or relive it and i think general hospital was on the on the flip side of it and they didn't like bring it into the storyline or anything like that so Mm -hmm. what do you think like do you think that like it should be mentioned because it was a huge part of all of our lives or just, you know, leave it alone. In
0: the real world. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
4: Um, I mean, I will say, pretty much everything I watched over quarantine was very escape. I watched 22 seasons of Survivor. But I think I could relate to that. I know, and I've never watched that show before. As well as also, I've become addicted to Drag Race. Like, all these wonderful shows that I'd never really watched before, and a lot of them were. But, I don't know, I think it's hard to ignore COVID. It was so huge. And yeah, like I wasn't actively seeking out shows at the time, but I think shows now moving forward, especially cause we're kind of coming out of it. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense to at least acknowledge it. It's like, I just read one script where, you know, clearly it was written before and they just put one, uh, one line in where they were like in a crowded bar and they were like, Oh, it's so nice that we can finally go out without masks. Mm. And then the rest of the show, yeah. And I was like, yeah, just, nice.
2: just acknowledge yeah. it, right? That something had happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> but hospital shows, I don't know. Maybe I don't know that I'll want to watch an entire episode where it was just, like, COVID patients.
2: See, the, that's why, like, Grey's right now, like, this current season, it's, like, it's good, I guess, with all these crossover mm-hmm. with Station 19.
3: Is it good, Adam? How do you feel
4: about Station 19? Like Adam hates the crossovers. You hate the Look so on your face when you say <laughs> it. no.
2: It's just... I don't like it because like, it's like, oh, to find out what happened on Gray's, you've got to watch minute 10 to 15 of Station 19 to find out. It's like, come on. So man,
3: Adam either. hates Station 19, uh, and he will not, not support it. And the thing about... The I sp- will die on that hill. <laughs> You'll, you, well, that's the hill you want to die on, sis. Listen. <laughs> but you
0: don't even watch it, Adam. Right. We,
2: we started it. We started it. And
3: yeah, but it's gotten so much it. better. It has gotten better. And the thing is, but mm-hmm. I do agree with Adam on... It is a very much TV trickery to make you watch Station 19 to find out if your most beloved Grey's Anatomy character dies. Like, it's kind of yeah. like, well, in order to you know find out, I guess I got to watch that. Like, because there was a scene that happened a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, well, how did it get to this point? And we would have had to watch Station 19 to find out. Yeah. We didn't. But someone died. And it was just like, how did, how did that happen? So it's, right. it's real messy how they do it. But I understand why they do it. Because they have to go off the backs of each other to be successful. That's, That's
4: true. how they do it. That's right. I mostly just watch British period pieces. And it's oh, tough yeah. to do a, you know, combo <laughs> episode of like Call the Midwife and you know something else. Uh,
2: bury that. So you were saying you uh, binge watched uh Survivor. We had uh, Zeke Smith from um oh, what cycle? What season? season
0: well, he was on the millennials versus millennials
2: versus
0: He came back from it, yeah. The-
2: Gen yeah, Z, okay. Gen Z, yeah Gen then Z versus... i
4: probably watched him yeah, yeah, i know yeah, yeah. i watched a couple of those ones
2: yeah uh he i actually knew him here in new york and then he meant to and then he randomly popped up on survivor one one night and i was like what what mm. yeah and so we got to talk to him and he's a friend of the
4: pod mm. so that's great Ooh. Mm-hmm. i'll have to i'll have to get in touch because i even i haven't granted this is beginning of quarantine that i watched all those seasons of it. Right. But then I I definitely made a Survivor audition tape
1: one day, my hey. sister and I,
4: which I never actually sent in because they weren't <laughs> gonna film the season. And then now I'm doing other things, but they just announced that they are gonna start filming a new one. And I was talking to my sister because I got her into it too. I was like, we should submit. You, you, should. Should. you should, do it. Although yeah. I hate bugs. And I don't know, it seems like there's always <laughs> bugs everywhere. Same.
1: Yeah. Like Same.
4: that's the one thing. I love the outdoors, but I don't know if I could do the bugs.
0: I can't eat bugs. Like, Don't put them near me. I can't do it. Ashley would lose $100,000 to eat it. Like, she's
3: like, if it comes Oh, I'll eat the bugs.
0: I just don't want (laughs) them to eat me. Nope.
3: Mm -hmm. Guess I'll just be broke. Mm -hmm. Don't know if I can do it.
1: (laughs) I can't do (laughs) do it. If it's
3: it's Uh. for money, there's not much that anyone on this podcast wouldn't do for money. I'm
4: basically Lisa Renna. I'll do it. Yeah, same. <laughs> Eating is easy because I'm an awful cook. Like, a bug is step up, is a step up from what I normally
1: have. <laughs> so,
4: my food kind of tastes like cardboard and ca- oh, like, add salt mom. to cardboard and you have whatever it is I've made. Which, like, is fine. It's usually healthy and keeps me alive.
3: At least it's salt. At least you're putting some on it. Yeah, yeah, there's some
0: it. Well, at least soap. you're home now. Do your parents cook?
4: They have been. Although, like, part of the reason I'm an awful cook is neither of my parents are exactly, like, known for their culinary prowess. Mm. Um... <laughs> Again, like growing up, both my parents worked a lot. So it was like dinner was usually rushed and healthy. So it was like we would eat at like mm. 10 o'clock at night. Like the smoke alarm would go off and we'd be like, oh, dinner's ready. And it honestly <laughs> oh, was no. something that just like kept you alive, not necessarily something to be enjoyed. Um, again, though, okay. since I've grown up and left and now they have more time, they both have actually become much better cooks. Now that I don't know um, oh. home. But but that's why like you go one of two ways. I'm an awful cook who just like food is a thing that you have to do. And then my sister is an amazing cook. Cause she went up and she was like, There's more to life than just sodium, Michael. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is there?
1: <No. laughs> we do the best I love we can. That.
2: So you're watching Drag Race. Right.
4: Yes, i I love drag race. I was like, how did I not watch this before? My roommate has been a fan since day one. So he basically took me. He's been my tour guide over the course. We've watched all the, you know, scenes that have been series that have been airing throughout. And then he's taken me back to watch his favorite previous seasons.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Who's your favorite queen?
4: Ooh. I mean, watching Katya and Trixie's show, their YouTube, like, "Uh, uh," Uh. (laughs) which they need to have Bernadette Peters on one day. So she can just like, "Uh." (laughs) ooh. You do a good
1: Bernadette too. Come on, Bernie. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> um,
4: that <would> be <laughs> uh, so I, they're probably my two favorites because they were my introduction to drag race and I could never pick between the two I love them both so much yeah wow. I oh.
2: went to drag con uh, years ago and I wanted one of the one queens I wanted to meet was Trixie well of course that line was just hours long and uh-huh. I was like uh, I'm not gonna fight little 13 year old girls <gasps> to get into it so oh. I just bought some merch and I like like waved at her from like her merch line and I was just like I love you. Did and she wave back? <laughs> no, she didn't. No. no,
4: she's she's too busy. She's busy. I have I got, so much respect for her. I've but, gotten on the yeah. Trixie
3: train. Listen, I held something against Trixie because I was like, um, Shangela definitely was robbed. Of her I, I I held something against Trixie. I like Trixie though. I took Adam for his birthday. What Christmas? I took him for something. Some it kind was a of Christmas gift. present. Sure. I took him to go see Trixie. And it was great. She was funny. She had me laughing in tears the whole time. It was a great night. And Ooh. then COVID happened. Moving so parts, I don't know. I if think that's, it was
2: her moving parts uh, tour.
4: Yeah. I would love to see her live. And then have you watched um We're Here? Yeah. The other one? uh oh. with, with mm-hmm. Bob.
2: And oh, so talk
4: about a good cry.
2: Shand- yeah, Shangela yeah. Bob and uh, Eureka.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was All like every everything episode. I love about Queer Eye and Drag Race in one show. It
2: really was. And It was just yeah. every episode. I was season like, two is coming out, right? <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I cried every episode. Mm-hmm. It was like, I, was, I thought like, oh, I'm not going to cry this episode. <sighs>
4: No, forget it. (laughs) And it's like ugly, audible crying. It's like if you do it in public, people like check on you. (laughs) Like (laughs) even in New York, somebody would stop and they'd be like, are you all right? (laughs) That's when you know something's going on. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of drag queens, Jiggly Caliente was in the movie that you were in, Milkwater.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, can you tell us about that? was such a good that? segue. Yes.
4: yes. <laughs> you know, I'm Ashley Mitchell, the segue queen. I'm sorry to even cut it off, but I was just no. Was like, oh, uh, she's give me brilliant. <laughs> um, she's a whole She's a whole professional
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
4: Yes. Milkwater. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely movie. It's my first movie. I'm so excited. We shot it before. Luckily, Congratulations. before got shut down. Yeah. Thank you. It's amazing. Um, thank you. Yeah. It's this lovely uh, movie. It's about um, this young woman named Milo, who's played by Molly Bernard from Younger, if you know that yes. show, which mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. their new season just premiered. Yeah. And um, she which I can relate to this is in her mid-30s and looking around, and all of her friends are adulting much better than she is. Oh, um, Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> they all have kids, or they're married, or they at least have stable employment. Um, and uh, so she's sort of looking for meaning and very rashly decides to be a surrogate for this older gay man that she meets in a bar, who's played by Patrick Breen. And um, he's been looking for a surrogate and having trouble. And so she decides to do it. And so the movie sort of follows her over that journey of the pregnancy and how it does change her and how she grows and her relationship with him, which becomes very complicated. And then her relationship with her friends who, you know, one of her good friends has a baby and she's like, you know, um, so things get sticky, but, um, but it's a really lovely, lovely story. And Molly is phenomenal. Um, and I play this sweet guy named Ted who um I'm her best friend's boyfriend. Um, And he's played by Robin de Jesus, if you know him. Uh, A Broadway star, one of the nicest humans on the planet. Um, And I was a huge fan of his. And I found out I was gonna be his boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God. Um, (laughs) And I originally was Tinder Teddy. And I had about 15 minutes to get ready for that. It was a last minute audition. And I was running from one day job to another one and filmed it. And I basically did an Alexis impression. So didn't have time to read the script, and this is my first shit's creek impression. Was I was like, I don't know, he feels like if Alexis was a wide-eyed gay guy living in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. And um, <laughs> it wasn't until after I got the part that I read the script, and I was like, Oh, it's not a comedy. Um, but <laughs> somehow got the part. I was on set and the director, Morgan came up to me and she was like, Yeah, your audition was just so different from everyone else's, it was a really bold choice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, they probably read the script, um <laughs> but but I got the part and um, I was in my first scene. And, uh, you know, she and Robin have a little fight and he storms out. And I got to improv my line as I was exiting. And luckily I'd gotten to meet Molly before. And Molly Bernard is also a lovely, lovely person. And um, so I'd improv a little line on the way out and it would make the crew laugh. And so before you know it, my part just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger because yeah. they were like, love well, that. Ted is super fun. He's no longer Tinder Teddy, he's Ted and he's mm-hmm. a real role in this movie and he kind of I kind of became like the sweet kind of wide eyed outside observer to her friendships who yeah. like periodically when they're all bickering you know and trying to you know chimes in he's like I don't know she seems nice like <laughs> that's who he's very it. sweet and he wears very short shorts he like never wears normal pants in this movie so I love yeah, that. hot pants see a lot of my legs and we shot in the winter so it's very cold but um... and them legs are everything I love that you gotta keep them out child. let them know <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, but it was really fun. And we saw the screen. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And what's nice is it is very like LGBTQ. Like it's yeah. a very, it's, you know, everyone who is in it is actually, you know, is played by somebody who is whatever it is. And it's a very inclusive film, which I really loved. We
2: love that.
0: Love that. Yeah. All encompassing. Yeah. Representation Ooh, I matters. Can't wait to see it.
4: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's coming out soon. It'll be—I can't say yet—but um, within the next couple of weeks, it'll be streaming on one of the major platforms.
1: Word! Okay.
4: I was damn. I was ready for that exclusive. I was like, "Tell us now, so we yeah, can tell I, our we, listeners." I yeah, wish yeah. You know? I knew. They, <laughs> the producers, know what a gab I am, and they were like, "We can't tell him because." <laughs> And it's we, like the whole
0: Tom Holland thing, where they can't tell him anything because he's always going to say his spoiler.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh is yeah. that real? Is that true?
0: <laughs> yeah, Tom Holland keeps like in his mouth. They're like, you have
3: to stop. Not you only, and he he keeps posting pictures from the set. He keeps <laughs> yeah. he keeps doing some weird shit, and they're like, Tom, hey, this ain't your first film. Hey. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just keeping note of what I do. They say, well, quit posting it. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> right. He's like, it's just me and
4: Zendaya in a the room. They say, we don't care don't
3: post that it. would be me
4: they'd be like michael you can't tell anybody when this is coming out I'd be like okay cool and then the first person i saw I'd be like do you know this is happening like <laughs> that's me i have that too it's terrible uh, I love and that. it recently oh, yeah.
2: and you won uh at brooklyn film fest right i think yeah I heard that.
4: so it it already played all the festivals uh-huh. and um which was that was a real bummer with COVID, like not being able to physically go um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, it can it won a few mm-hmm. best picture and best screenplay. Worm. Um, awesome. Yeah. So it's got some nice momentum coming into when it comes out. Yeah. I'm really proud of it. It's, it's a really lovely movie.
2: That's okay. great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So if you need okay, any so extras or anything role. like that.
4: Did you say any extras? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say what?
2: No, I was like, if you have any, if you needed any extras or anything like that, you know, just let oh. me know.
4: For when we, for when we do, we kept joking on set that Robin and I (laughs) I needed a spinoff because we had way too much fun together and we would just like make up lines and banter and they were like, you two need your own little sitcom. And we both were like, yes, we do. Okay. Okay. And we will be in it. (laughs) So yes, and you guys will obviously be in it. This will be how the show obviously. starts. Every episode begins with um,
1: an episode of the podcast. Okay. That would be great.
3: We'll, we'll be those podcast friends. This is this has absolutely been amazing, and I'm super excited for people to see your work and your film. Tell everyone where they can go check you out online to see all
4: of your quarantines and everything that you're doing. Yes, thank you. So, yes, because I'm still making my quarantine times. Um, <laughs> it's on... TikTok and Instagram at um, M. Judson Berry. And on on the YouTubes, um, which is <laughs> Michael Judson Berry. And um, where else am I? And Twitter, um, Michael Judson 1 Berry. Because I'm pretty sure I made an account under M. Judson Berry when I was in college and then have no clue how to go in and cancel it. So it's <laughs> oh M. Judson Berry, but there's a 1 somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're number one. We'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you.
3: That's why you come on Pride the Podcast. We make you feel good. That's what we do. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> well, listen, when you come back to the city, because we're in the city as well, we have to get together do brunch. That's our favorite thing. We love uh, to yes. take our guests to brunch, um, uh. but we won't pay because we can't do that. But we love to take our guests to brunch <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> and, <laughs> and hang out. <laughs> now, now we have to pay. No, yeah. we're going to pay. Totally no, fine.
4: now you just made me feel like I will take turns. No,
3: no, 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 no. Um, nobody's <laughs> paying. We're just going to go to brunch and use our celebrity status, and they're just going to, yours, ours, it's going to work. It'll be fine.
4: Between all of us, yeah, well, at least get a free dessert. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a all we'll cup, get. Of
4: coffee, a yeah. cup of coffee. A cup of coffee. Well, I am back in town next week, so you just let me know when. Because you okay. guys are fine. We can do that.
2: Yes, because yes, I am gay and, vaxed, Taney.
4: gay and vaxxed Hanny. Gay and vaxxed Same. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Talk I about it. a good feeling.
2: <laughs> it, amen. Just
4: to be gay and vaxxed I love it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what we do. So, Michael, thank you again for joining us here at Pride the Podcast, and we good. will speak to you very soon. We love you, love and you. congratulations on everything that you're doing. Thank you. Thank Stay you. safe that out
2: there. Uh, you Thank too. you, Michael. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.
3: Hi, everybody. It's Darrell Anthony. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please call us at eight four four. 2-5-PRIDE and leave us a message let us know what you think and if not email us at pride the at gmail
0: all right, guys. Welcome back. Welcome it was so back great guys. talking to Michael Berry. Oh, yeah, he was so cute. I'm obsessed. I'm ready to go to brunch as always. Right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I'm obsessed. I think that he's great. I think that what he's been doing, like us when we started the podcast, as he talked about we found something to do in the pandemic that we can get back and 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 you know really help people, which we hope we're doing with when we come to you guys every week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, if we're changing somebody's life out there, just one then this will have all been worth it.
0: My dad actually gave us a compliment. He was like, you know, um, I really have to commend you guys. He was like, "You, you guys really, whatever is happening, he's like, you guys are on it. You guys are talking about it. And you're giving really good, intelligent opinions, and he was like, "It's really good to listen to you." He was like, "So I'm really proud of, all of
1: <sighs> Reverend I was like, Mitchell." Yeah.
3: No, Thank and you, he, Mr. Mitchell, and you know what he, you mm-hmm. said you had to say Reverend Mitchell, but put that Reverend oh, on Reverend, that. Reverend. 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 Don't, I don't. called
0: no. him Mister. Doctor Reverend Otis Mitchell. Actually, it's a, he is
3: a doctor. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, I I really do appreciate that comment from him, and I think that we're doing the best we can. Like obviously, when we were talking in the first segment, I clearly we're triggered. Uh, by things going on, um, Adam and I have been watching the TV show Them, um, which you can find on Amazon Prime. Um, I that, yeah, but it's,
0: you told me it's triggering. It, and it's triggering.
3: It, There's it, one you know, episode in particular. They and had to
2: give you a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. They did.
3: And the thing is, Ashley, you're incredibly smart. So when you watch the first episode, you'll kind of get what's about to happen because they show you a second, and you're like, something may right," but yeah. I already have
4: anxiety. No, you should. It,
2: yeah, because as soon as Daryl and I put it on, like our our uh, edible kicked in, and I was just like, <laughs> the whole first like ten minutes, I was just,
3: <sighs> yeah. And it's and uh, honestly, there's just, two reasons why it's triggering. One, because we understand that back in the day, people would do things to people that were African. White people would do things to African Americans and not face any consequences. And then the other part is. White people are still doing things to African Americans and not facing any consequences. Well, so it's like, say, are hey, we are we in the past or is uh, how far from the past is the show? Them is it like it, it kind of feels like what we're living in right now, which is.
0: I mean, very yeah. Strange. Last night, um, me so last night actually, our power went out mm-hmm. at yeah. our house randomly. I mean, there was like light, like thunderstorms earlier, but our neighborhood went completely dark. So me me and my parents were just listening to music, kind of did a little um, talent show
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) being completely silly. But then I started just like playing music and I, I have this like black lives matter um, playlist that Mm -hmm. I have and we're playing Michael Jackson's. They don't care about us. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this was made like over 20 years ago and it's still relevant. Mm -hmm. Like it's still like, just plain and simple, they don't really care about us. It's that it,
3: it's so sad and triggering that um, Representative John Lewis passed away, still fighting for what he fought for when he marched alongside Martin Luther King Jr. That to me just screams like this man literally fought his entire life for to be treated equal for black people to be treated equal, and we still came out not. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's just crazy. Like he, I mean, he did great work while he was alive, but it's just very, you know, putting that in perspective, like he passed away and it's worse. It's getting worse. Like it's it's just you know,
0: really bad. It's really, really, really hard to stay positive, you know, because it doesn't seem like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And so it kind of just feels like we're fighting an uphill battle and then we're just never going to get there. So I was actually thinking this morning and I was trying to think, okay, thinking about progress from slavery Mm -hmm. where we were slaves then where we we weren't slaves but we didn't have any rights now we have rights so like there is a progression but it's just too slow and it's like we take two steps forward and one step back two step forward Mm -hmm. one step back and it's just like i just don't know i know part of it the fight will never end but like mm-hmm. when is like the big fight going to be over? Because it doesn't feel like it's going to be any it doesn't feel like it's going to be in our lifetime.
2: Probably not, but I think it's when it, we dismantle the police force that was put in place to uphold white supremacy. And yeah. because it is. think about it, like they were they were <laughs> basically created to keep black and brown people, you know, in check. Yeah. yeah and, and it's, like, it's like we can't there's no reforming anything like fuck all that it needs to just literally be we need to dismantle we need to eradicate all crack. sorts yeah i mean but, and but start from scratch we need like a better like system in place that's gonna protect everyone right and, and not just it, a certain select few
0: and it, it just enrages me when i talk to people people that claim to be friends and loved ones where they like, Oh, I don't really, you know, get the whole, like defunding the police. And I just don't Mm. understand why they have such a hard on for police. And it's just like, because it protects you, it does not protect everybody. And And like my problem.
2: Yeah. My sister-in-law's husband. No, that's my brother. My sister-in-law's sister's husband. There we go. um, Is a cop. And so, like the last time I was home, and all this was happening, and I was I was voicing my opinion and stuff like that, and she was like, "Well, you know, my sister's husband's a cop." I was like, "I don't give a fuck."
0: What does that have to do with anything? I was like, "I
2: don't (laughs) give a fuck." Like he chose to be a cop. Yeah, he didn't choose to be brown. Yeah, that has nothing to do with this cop conversation. uh,
0: A deputy, um, and. That doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, well, now that my uncle is kind of in the police force, like, mm-hmm. you no, know, it's still my, a big problem.
3: My cousin uh, Fanny, she was the sergeant and 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 constable of, of the town for a very long time. We call her Baby Shame because you know, black people, you know, we love to give. Morning nicknames.
1: Shame, yeah,
3: Morning Shame. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the thing is, it's like. That doesn't stop from, you know, what we were talking about in the first segment about Colton Underwood. It's like, that doesn't, being, coming out as gay doesn't absolve you for the crimes you committed. Being a police officer doesn't absolve you from any crime you're committing against black and brown people. So it's... And it doesn't put you above anybody. No! It doesn't, it doesn't make you better than anybody. And it's interesting because we've talked, you know, for years, we've been going to the pride parades um, and we see... The police are always there. And sometimes we see police looking like. I remember one year we went and it was like, Do you even want to be here? You look like you just are upset that this is your post today. And then we see times where police, at least in Canada and other places, have marched into parades. And like, honestly, I wish that we would have some type of unity. We don't know if Pride is going to be virtual this year or if it's going to be in person. But, you know, I, I feel like. Virtual, I'm sure. I, I feel like we need some kind of celebration i mean i know apparently in the fall that's when um uh what is it like concerts and stuff are going to be able to start back because i have tickets to izu and all of that so i i wish that pride could happen because i love the example we saw last year with the black lives matter and pride in la joining forces so i i wish it could happen
2: yeah i don't know why new york didn't follow suit they, i don't know i didn't comes after la so it's like well, I mean,
0: New York is such a b- bigger pride, but there's something about LA Pride that is just like. far
3: superior than New York Pride? Yeah. Mm, it I just, it
0: really, you really feel the community coming together more, I feel like.
3: Well, I feel like the reason that that.
1: And that's what we're gonna stay.
3: <laughs> I feel like the reason why that is, honestly, about New York Pride versus LA Pride, because I'm just gonna leave it at the celebrity portion. I think that. New York Pride has celebrities and you can't touch them or get to them or have conversations with them or say like, Oh, thank you so much for you know, you you helped me with this XYZ in LA. That's not the case. The LA celebrities are actually more like, Hey, we're in the thick with you. Like, let's get out of here, let's do this. Oh, they're j-
0: walking around. They're,
3: like they're they're uh, actually talking to people about like, you know, hey, you inspire me, you do this. I will never forget meeting even though Guys, check out the trailer to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um, coming back this season. But I did meet Erica Jane a few times. And the first time I met her, I said, Oh my God, thank you so much for being here for the gays. And she's like, No, baby, y'all made me. And those are the type of celebrities that are kind of walking around Los Angeles. Um, you know, especially for the gay community. And we want to make sure that moving forward, that everyone speaks out and has a voice. There's been violence against Asian community, the black community, the gay community, the female community. We want people to speak out and speak up because we cannot do this alone. And this has got to stop.
2: Mm -hmm. Amen. Reach. (laughs) And on that note, I think we'll take (laughs) us on now. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Pride the Podcast. (laughs) On our new time and new, not new location yet.
3: (laughs) The edible got Adam, yeah. The edible got him. I saw it when it started choking him. He literally laid all the way back with an edible's hands around his neck.
1: Silence!
3: Ooh. Bring back your what?
2: Bring back my girls. Where they at? Bring back my girls. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway guys thank you so much for joining us again this week we'll be back next week with an all new episode and thank you to our special guest Michael Judson Barry for being on the podcast with us today he was great go check him out on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram Twitter and anywhere that you've Oh, I'm excited for Milkwater to start streaming. We, yes. oh, yeah, I yeah, I definitely
0: want to see that movie. As yeah. soon as we know, as soon as he brought it out
2: or like he told us what it was really about, I was like, uh huh, uh huh, okay.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I'm super excited to see that. And as soon as it starts uh, streaming and we know where it is, you can definitely follow us at Pride the Podcast, and we'll be putting that information out there and continue Absolutely. to follow Michael as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Darrell Anthony. And
0: I'm Ashley Mitchell.
3: If you need to call us, please call us at 844-25-PRIDE and also reach out to us at pridetheseries at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys. You can also reach us on Instagram, Twitter, and all over the world. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week for an all-new episode of Pride the Podcast.
2: Bye. 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 Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye.
1: Bye.